0: down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, to get
2: 30, to get 20 20, to 20, get 20, to 20, get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So,
0: Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods Listening to the Motorsport Dream. Christopher Lindeen interviews drivers from all different kinds of motorsport competition Formula One, Formula One. MotoGP, MotoGP, Endurance, Endurance. Rally, Rally, IndyCar, Indycar. NASCAR, NASCAR, and many more. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome. Speed Passion Media presents probably the biggest podcast within motorsport. This podcast is created in collaboration with Speed Passion Events, where you can drive a real Formula One car and racing time watches. Enjoy your passion. The Motorsport Dream with Christopher Lindine.
2: Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Today's guest is Jukka Honkawori, and he tells the story about how he became a three-time Finnish champion within motorsport. We also talk about the financial issues which made him take a break from racing, until this season when he was able to secure a deal to drive in the Porsche Supercup, which is a support series to Formula One. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Jukka Honkawori.
1: Thank you very much. How are you today? I'm feeling really good, really good. It's a sunny day in Rovaniemi and uh, spring is on its way. So um, yeah, it's a great day to do this podcast as well.
2: Yeah, thanks for taking the time to be part of this. What are you up to nowadays? We have the coronavirus around the world. The season preparations aren't as they should be?
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, definitely uh, it is a very, let's say, strange times for us racing drivers at the moment. So. Um, We obviously have to be all the time standby in a way that uh, whenever hopefully the world is turning towards positive uh, situation again, uh, that we are ready because the season might be starting earlier than we think, hopefully. So therefore, obviously, we are doing a lot of uh, physical training now and uh, just trying to stay fit now as we are staying at home. Um, It's not the same possibilities as normally, so as you cannot go to the gym. You have to be running outside, obviously. And um, I also have a bicycle at home that I can use and trying to do some core training. And um, obviously, uh, outside doing sports, um, also it's important to keep up the feeling with driving. And therefore, um, I'm doing a lot of work uh, in the simulator. So um, that's the way I, I, I use my days now. So um, just to stay standby and, and ready all the time. What is the plan for this season? So the plan for this season is that um, I'm I'm taking part, it's my very first year in Porsche Mobile 1 Super Cup. And um, in addition to that, I'm also taking part in some uh, 24-hour races. And uh, we already actually got started with our season before this coronavirus outbreak happened. So um, we were doing the Dubai 24-hour race where we had our uh, first win. Um, This was the Dubai 24-hour race um, organized by Hankook and um, we had um, class win in the 9-1 class. So this was a great start for the season and uh, we were obviously really looking forward to get started also with the first race of the Super Cup and um, this should have been happening in the beginning of May now, but um, obviously everything is postponed and uh, with one of the races, uh, Monaco uh, cancelled as well. Could you tell a bit about yourself. Who is Jukko Honkovuri and
2: uh, how did you come to this?
1: Yeah, so I'm uh, I am a guy, a uh, racing driver from uh, from Lapland, Finnish Lapland. So uh, from a town called Robaniemi. And um, I have been racing since I was five years old. So I started with go-karts obviously uh, from here, from Robaniemi. And um, it all started like uh, I think with most of the racing drivers. So uh, my dad was just taking me to the uh, local Cocoa track, and um, there was a chance to go and drive a little bit with one of these uh, gadgets, and uh, it was love at first sight. So, so then um, almost every day in the summer, I wanted to go back there to drive as much as possible, and um, uh, eventually we got our own car, and that's how it started. So um, since then, since five years old, uh, motorsport has been a big part of my life, and and, and luckily nowadays, um, it is still a big part of it and um, also the way of uh, making my living. So uh, therefore it is of course great that um, uh, my dad uh, took me there and that we are here today.
2: What did you think made this courting so interesting for you?
1: Uh, I think, you know, at, at that age, obviously, um, I was uh, also a child with no fear. So, so I, I really loved the feeling of speed uh, the excitement, the adrenaline, and uh, the, the competitive mind that you got when you were in the car. Uh, so I, I really like the feeling of uh, driving and um, like the, the the atmosphere on the co- car track. So um, I think these were the reasons why I just kept on coming back. And um, um, I'm lucky that uh, my dad was really uh, willing to use so much time in the beginning because now the older I get and uh, every time I now talk with my my father I say to him that I have more and more respect <laughs> like to the time that you were spending because um, obviously it was like non-stop I wanted to be on the call track and he had to work and uh, it was not only my dad but my whole family I mean I come from a big family of four kids I have uh, three big sisters so therefore Obviously they had their hobbies as well. And, um, everything was, um, quite tough for my parents because obviously it was time wise, but also money wise, how to take care of everything. So, um, I have big respect and I'm, I'm, lucky that they were, um, putting so much effort to, to make it happen.
2: And, uh, at some stage you took the next step from coaching to Formula Ford.
1: Yeah. So I was actually like um when my did, when I did my very first uh Formula 4 test, I was 14 years old. And um I was still in go-karts and um that was at this stage I would say that um um 2005 was my was my test with the Formula 4 and uh, that was also the time that um I had to make big decisions with my in my go-kart career because um I mean we didn't have a lot of money to play with and uh, therefore also the options were not so big so we had to think about what to do I mean both me and my dad and my whole family we obviously all hope that we can find a way to continue in the sport but uh, we didn't have the money to to go to the bigger races in go-karts to go to take part in European championships or anything like this there was no chance and uh, therefore we had to look at all the different options and there was this chance to try this Formula Ford car, and um, obviously, in the very beginning, it was just that okay, it's a it's a great opportunity, it's a great chance to go and drive it, and more than anything, it will stay as a nice memory. And this is what we always pointed out at that stage. You know, it was important to enjoy every single moment because every race and every opportunity that we got, um, it was something that we were we were happy because we were never expecting that we could get that far. So. Therefore, this Formula Ford test at 14 years old, I remember the feeling when I went to the, uh, went to the track and it was amazing. But um, how it uh, turned out to be that I, I moved on to Formula cars was that uh, then when I was in 2007, um, we decided that, okay, we can find a way uh, with some small money to take part in one or two races in Formula Fords. And um, this is, uh, let's say, the only option to go forward without spending that much money. And uh, therefore, I moved on to Formula Ports and we did the Finnish championship. And um, I took part in two races, I said, and the uh, first race was in Potnäring. It was a promising start. Lots of things learned. And um, I think the the greatest feeling that I still remember... Um, from that day, from those days, and from that year, was in two thousand seven, my second race. I was able to win the qualifying in the rain, and uh, this was a big thing for me. And this was also the triggering point that uh, both together with my with my with my uh, family as well as with uh, with the team, we decided that let's all try to work together to find the budget to do the whole season in two thousand eight. Because um, I think we have an opportunity to, to get some results. And um, this team, this Formula 4 team that I was racing with, um, it wasn't really a professional Formula 4 team. I mean, to be honest, uh, the first time when we came to the track, uh, people were a little bit laughing at us. Um, because, first of all, I am a guy who comes from Lapland. And uh, usually you don't have racing drivers coming from Lapland. You have guys who are doing skiing or downhill skiing or, or ski jumping or or <laughs> something to do with winter sports. Um, and then I came there with a with a really old Formula Ford. I mean, our Formula Ford was from the year '97 and it was bright yellow, and our team was two guys plus uh, plus me so. Our mechanic and race engineer and, uh, and team boss and everything, it was all summed up in, uh, in two people who were really great. Uh, two guys who are the reason why I'm also here now because um, they were really big help in the beginning. And with a really low budget, we were able to do nice things. And uh, then with these guys, we won in 2008 the Finnish championship. And uh, it, was, it was really a great feeling. And um, I would say that 2007, 2008, um, these were the years when um, we really started to realize that uh, we should really go even harder forward and, and um, not keep up.
2: And here is some message from today's sponsor, Fiverr. Fiverr empowers entrepreneurs to connect with pros who can help them do more with less i use Fiverr myself to do website design, podcast intros, podcast editing, and logos. You can get a 20% discount on your first purchase by signing up on the link in the podcast description. Thanks to Fiverr. So this was like the moment uh, you decided to try for a, to make a career out of racing?
1: Yeah, I would say like, um, obviously, since I was five years old, I always thought to myself that, um, I mean, it is a hobby in the beginning, of course, and the important thing is to enjoy it and to have fun. But I think uh, it was always in my aim to make it a, make it as a career. But um, but yeah, I think in 2008, uh, when I won the Finnish uh, championship in Formula Four, I realized that Um, maybe it is possible. I mean, it's not only a dream. Maybe if we work hard enough, maybe it is possible. And So yeah, from that point of view, yeah, I would say so.
2: And the next step was Formula Renault?
1: Yeah, next step was Formula Renault. So um, that was the step towards more professional uh, because obviously, like I explained, um, the way that we were running through the Formula Ford, it was more like... uh, low budget and good friends. And there was a lot of big hearts, let's say like this, because it was not uh, done with money. It was not done with uh, the the latest tools or created stuff. Um, It was, uh, like I said, a very funny looking formula Ford full of stickers because we were just trying to get as many sponsors uh, as possible so that we can run through the championship. And therefore the car was looking really interesting and uh, like I said, in the beginning, people were laughing at us um, because it was a funny sight in a way. Everybody else was having at least some kind of bigger tents and motorhomes or something like this. But we came with this really old van uh, with, a, with a trailer where you were getting out this uh, 10-year-old Formula Ford. Um, so, yeah. So, then the step to Coyron and Prost Motorsport in 2009, this was obviously a professional team. And, and, and therefore, everything was getting more serious. And, um, and it was a great year. So a lot of learning as well, because um, if I, had, I had the privilege um, to get the team boss of Formula Ford. So the, the guy who was helping me a lot, he came, as, he came to work uh, in Goeranen as well. So we were able to continue our cooperation. But then we also had some professional engineers in the team. So I was learning a lot those years uh, on that year. And and it was a great year in a way that we were able to have some results, uh, which uh, ended up giving me the the championship win in Formula Renault uh, 2.0. So this was, you know, again um, another triggering point in a way that I had now two seasons in a row that I won the championship, and um, therefore this was also a big confidence um, push. So um, I started to realized that, um, you know, maybe I have a chance to really get somewhere. And obviously I understood that um, the level in Finland uh, back then was also good. But of course, um, when you go to Europe, when you go towards uh, bigger arenas and bigger races, the level get gets higher as well. But um, it was a big thing for my confidence and and for my personal trust that I can really do this. Um, And then, obviously, from there onwards, uh, we went to do the Formula Renault EuroCup. And um, also, that was another step, of course, because, like I said, higher level, uh, new racetracks, bigger racetracks. And um, also, um, the previous winter, um, I was getting a chance to test the 3.5-liter Formula Renault, the World Series Renault, as the prize for winning the Finnish Championship. So, it was a lot of great things that I was never expecting to receive in my in my career. I was, like I said before, enjoying every single moment. Um, and then when I got this Formula Renault EuroCup uh, chance, this was obviously uh, a big thing. And um, we had a good start for the season. I mean, obviously, it was hard work, hard work. But in Spa, I was able to be second in the rain in that level in Formula Renault EuroCup. So obviously this was, again, another confidence kick. Um, But what I also struggled a lot that year was that I was not able to fully concentrate on driving because we really had a lot of problems to get the budget together. Um, And it it was almost every single race, um, we were struggling how can we, you know, get the money together how can we pay the bill how can we do this how can we do that and this was affecting also my concentration because um what you should not have as a racing driver when you go to a weekend is that you should not be thinking about how to get the budget together it should not be something that you have in your mind your mind should be fully clear just focusing to the to the racing and to the result um and and also what was um obviously difficult was that Um, when you, when you are in that situation that you are struggling, um, it also means that you are starting to be a bit more careful because you know that, okay, maybe we find the money to pay the bill for this, for this next races, but what if I crash? What if I have some damages on the car and all that, and that is affecting, that is taking a little bit of your concentration away. And this is something I felt that year. Um, and unfortunately then on the halfway of the season, we, we didn't, uh, didn't get the budget together anymore. So my main sponsor, um, had some financial issues and therefore they had to step away. And this was a killer for my, you know, for my season as well. So therefore it has, it was a really difficult season for me. I mean, we had some good results. I was in France also fourth, second in Spa, as I said. So there were some promising results. But um, because of these financial issues and sponsorship problems we had that season, um, it it was like a negative feeling that I have from that season, unfortunately. But you have these ups and downs in in your career. Every single racing driver has them. And uh, this was the season for me that I had to grow up as a person. I was a young young fella, um, like 17 years old. So... um, um, I saw also the rough side of the racing world, um, and, and learned a lot as a person and learned how to com- uh, cope with these um, these things and how to just stay strong. Um, so then in, uh, uh I was yeah, 17, 18 years old when I was back then and Obviously, it was also the part that I realized that, you know, this is, some, this is not something that you can take as granted, you know. So far, I had been feeling really, really lucky and, and worked hard and, and I had some good results and two championship wins in Finland and I had a half a season in Europe and it was a great feeling, great flow. And um, because of this stop in the middle of the season, I realized that, oh shit, this, could, this might be actually ending. Um, And therefore, um, we had to look at different options as well and um, to see what we can do and how to find new sponsors and everything. Um, And then in 2011, I got a chance to go to India. So India was pushing a lot to motorsport because of the, um, the fact that Formula One was there for the first time ever. And therefore, um, they were really starting with the support series and everything. And I had the privilege to be there, supported by Gulf Oil Company in India. And um, I did the championship over there. And there was also one of the Formula 2 drivers, Jordan King. He was over there as well. We had some big fights with him and uh, good times in India. I was third in the championship at the end. And uh, this was a great thing because... Um, it was fully funded by Gulf, um, so therefore, um, also we were able to yeah, have all the, all the sponsorship things were sorted out. Um, it was a great uh, opportunity. Also, I got a chance to go and test for Ferrari Challenge a bit over there. Um, then, let's say, in those years, I was doing a lot of different things. I was also testing the Lemons prototype C-class, the, the LMB3 nowadays. Um, and, and also some radicals. Um, so starting to also test different options because I realized that Formula Career is is going to be, um, it's going to be, if, if you don't find a big budget, uh, if you don't find a big sponsor, it's going to be difficult to go much further up in your Formula Career. And um, I was doing also tests with Formula 2 the, the previous Formula Two, I did tests in Barcelona and Silverstone with some promising results. But again, we always ended up with the same issue, which was to have the full, full budget for the whole season. So it was always like you were able to get to the candy store and you were able to taste a little bit like, okay, on ice it tastes good and now we could go. But then.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.
2: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: We didn't have the money to do the season. And that's why um, I decided that um, let's see what other options we have. Um, And that was also um, at that time, um, this was now year 2012. 2013 those were the years that I started to work as an instructor for Porsche so I started to have another connection to the GT racing world um, as I started to work a lot with them and and that's why um, I started to meet people from that area from that let's say environment the GT racing world and um and and I also saw the opportunities and the possibilities that the GT racing world is having. Um, and then in 2014, and we were able to get the things together. And uh, I did the Finnish championship uh, Porsche gt Free Cup. And uh, we won the championship. Again, it was a great season in a way that, again, the budget was really, really low. Um our team, Ari Laibola, I mean, he was a really helpful, uh, helpful guy in a way that um, he was really giving me the chance to drive with a low budget. And uh, we were working almost as a family, you know. I felt like we are one big family instead of just a team. Um, and we were really aiming for some good results with uh, with a good spirit. So, therefore, it was great to win the championship. Um, and then, uh, obviously, after that season, the idea was that okay, let's go to Europe. And also, when you win the championship in Finland, um, they really want to support you. So, obviously, from their side, they cannot give you money, they cannot give you budget, but um, they they really try to support you. And we are coming from a small small country in a way. You know, when it comes to motorsport, we are not really um, let's say we don't have that much. Um, uh, let's say how you organization or anything that uh, we don't have big funding or anything like this. But um, we have when it comes to the population, we have a lot of good drivers, and and this is why we are also quite famous for um, in the re- in the world of rally as well as in the world of uh, racing on a track. Uh, and, and with our good reputation and and with uh, uh, let's say sisu as we say in Finland, the the big spirit of not giving up. Um, Um, We are able to get far and this is what the Finland uh, Porsche um, community was helping for. So they really tried to help me to get further. But unfortunately, as we didn't get the budget, I was not able to do uh, Carrera Cup Germany as we were planning to do uh, in 2015. So so what I had to do is obviously to, again, look for different options and um, I was really busy. With work, so I was working a lot with Porsche, uh, doing events and and working a lot with cars and and driving a lot of cars. But uh, racing-wise, it wasn't that busy. Um, so 2015, 16, I was doing some testing here and there, but not really any races. But in 2017, uh, with the um, Estonian team S1 Racing, um, good friend of mine, Stan Pentus. Um, we were able to find a way to do some cooperation, and I was joining the team to take part in the Barcelona 24 race, and uh, we were third in the race. Also, we did uh, Baltic Touring Car Championship uh, race in Riga, where we were also third. So it was again great feeling to be back in the car, and and um, and a great feeling. But obviously, my aim was still to find a budget to do the whole season, and I knew that I I have <clears> the <throat> I have the feeling I have the I have everything but we just need to find a way to get the budget together and um it took some years but um then in 2019 um, we started to discuss with my with my very good friends and my main sponsor um, that what are the options what we should do and um therefore I took part in the Barcelona 24 hour race with MRS MRS GT racing and um From there, Johan Gönning-Hemmeling, he's the driver's manager from the team. Nowadays, a really good friend of mine, and we were able to really go through uh, the plans. And uh, we came up with the idea of taking part in um, the Porsche Super Cup in one of the races uh, last year after the Barcelona uh, 24 race. And this was the good start, a triggering point, how we can then... um, Think about the option for the following year so this year 2020 and uh, we closed the deal to take part in the whole championship as well as some of the 24-hour races so that's pretty much in a nutshell <laughs> my career and uh, how we are here.
2: Did you feel like you could have done more in formula course than you had the possibility to do economically? <laughs>
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there would have been a possibility um, to continue in Formula cars as well if I had the, the budget. Um, I think you know there was it was I was still in the very beginning of my Formula career uh, when I ran out of the money. So I was a young fella doing my first re- uh, season in in um, like international Formula series. So yeah um and I had some promising promising races already so I think yeah definitely there would have been more to offer but um I think still when I look back now I mean every single thing was leading us to this direction and and where I am now and what we are doing now I think you know I'm I'm very happy about and and now this connection that we are racing in the in the super cup. And also I'm working with Porsche in my, in my normal work. Um, I think this is a nice connection and, and, you know, it's funny how world is or your life is, um, yeah, somehow putting you to different directions and, uh, and, um, now we are here. So I really, I like the fact that even though, um, it was some difficult years and I thought for so many times already that This is the dead end uh, that somehow when you don't give up and you just believe in your dreams and you believe in your skills and you trust that there will be some opportunities coming up if you just keep on pushing, it's great that um, it worked out. So still, of course, um, let's say I'm in the point that um, now it's again a very positive situation in a way that uh, I have. Everything planned, but um, there is no time to settle down. So now it's very important to keep on pushing and use the chance what I have and just stay humble and work hard.
2: Do you have any specific moment in your racing career, these four that you feel is your most significant achievement?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, um, of course, when I, there are lots of um, different let's say, races or situations which I feel that have a big uh, impact in my whole career. I think one of them is obviously my first qualifying win, uh, the one in 2007, because this was, like I said, the big thing for my confidence, but also uh, for the people in that world, in that community, because I was still the new guy. I was the 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 guy from lapland uh in a in an old yellow formula ford and and you know they realized that wow actually uh, this guy can have some good results, so for me, this was also of course a big moment um and then when you win your first race in two thousand and eight when i- w- won my first race, i mean you never forget that feeling and eventually then winning the championship um those are things that you obviously look back with a bit of smile, and, and um, yeah, I hope there is more wins to come. Should we finish up with some uh, quick fire questions? Yeah.
2: Which motorsport movie is your favorite one?
1: Motorsport movie? Um, I think Senna was really interesting. I mean, because he's a very special character, and uh, and everybody knows the story of him. So yeah, this was a great movie. Which race is the best to travel to? Well, I would love to say Monaco. (laughs) I would love to say Monaco, and I have never been to Monaco. I I mean, I have been there uh, traveling for private reasons, but I have never been there racing. But um, I think that's one of the special races to go to. So I would say Monaco. And uh, counterpart, which race is the worst to travel to? I think there is no worse place to travel to or worse race. I mean, every race has a different story and every race has an opportunity as well. So in my case, there is no worse place to travel to. they all nice.
2: How fast have you driven both on the track and on normal roads?
1: (laughs) That's a dangerous question. no, I think in uh, in uh, in the racing uh, tracks, I think it has been somewhere around three hundred kilometers per hour. On the normal roads, I think roughly there, maybe a bit more. Of course, in an autobahn in Germany, right? Which racing car do you think is the most beautiful? Which racing car is the most beautiful? I think the uh, RSR Porsche RSR. I think it's absolutely beautiful car. and looks really, really rough, but still elegant so yeah definitely i would love to drive rsr one day in Le Mans. and uh, which road
2: car do you think is the most beautiful
1: uh there are many there are many of them um but yeah i really like the uh, the 918 spider from porsche it looks absolutely beautiful um i also like some classics um so therefore um i also like uh some like ferrari um I think the La Ferrari is very beautiful. Um, yeah, there are quite a few nice road cars, beautiful cars. And uh, who's your favorite racing driver of all time? I would say Senna. Senna is maybe there's some somebody that I look up to that he's really, he's been, he's, a, he's the legend. Um, when I'm looking at the current ones, I think Hamilton has proven again and again that he's He's an uh, unbelievable driver, so when you look at his race craft and, and um, his confidence when he goes for the qualifying lap, I think it's something that is really admirable. Um, but of course, as a Finnish person, uh, Kimi Raikkönen and, and Mika Hakkinen, those guys are, are also something that um, it's amazing that... Um, They come from Finland and uh, they really worked their way up and then they were fastest of them all. So they're really the the guys that I look up to as well. And I think somebody that um, maybe for the younger crowd is not so known, but Keke Roosberg. Without Keke, uh, there would be no Formula One drivers in Finland. Uh, That's my feeling that Keke was really the one who opened the doors for all the following Formula One drivers. And and he was also a great personality. He's a a great businessman. He's a great character, Um, very wise, very smart. And um, also when you look at his old interviews, he was really having some great answers. Um, And what I think is that uh, when he was racing in Formula One, um, he didn't get that much respect in those days, but he didn't give up. And uh, he went and, and won the world championship and, um, like I said, opened the doors for, for Mika and, and the rest of the guys. So, of course, um, he's, the, he's the guy that I look up to as well.
2: And the uh, final question. Do you feel like you're living the motorsport dream?
1: Oh, I, I think, you know, yes, in a way. Um, I'm living my own uh, dream in a way at the moment. I, I get to race. Um, I get to um, work in an environment that I love. Um, so yes, I am personally happy with the situation I have and I'm, I'm living the life that I find very interesting. Um, but of course, I mean, like I said before, we, we should always aim forward. We should always push further. And, um, therefore I have a lot of dreams that I want to achieve, uh, a lot of goals that I want to get, uh, get to. So, um, I think to say that I'm living my absolute dream. It's not maybe the right word, but um, I'm doing what I love. And I, and I have um, the confidence as well as the, uh, the commitment to, to, go, to go towards my own dreams. Great answers. <laughs> Thanks for being part of the podcast.
2: Where can people follow you for the upcoming season?
1: Um, for sure. Um, on Instagram, as well as on Facebook. So I, I have my own Instagram page, uh Honga Boris, so my the first letter of my name and then my last name. Um, and also on Facebook, I have a fan page where I am putting more stuff during the season. And of course, then uh, Porsche Super Cup is having its own Facebook and Instagram accounts where they are putting more and more stuff during the season. So I'm sure you can find more information there.
2: Thanks again, and hope to see you soon at the at the racetrack. Yeah, perfect. Thank you very much. Thanks to Yuko for taking part, and I wish him success in the upcoming Porsche Super Cup season. One of my upcoming guests is Mika Salo, who competed in Formula One between 1994 and 2002, and also drove for the legendary Ferrari F1 team, replacing the injured Michael Schumacher. If you have any questions for Mika, feel free to send them to Christopher at speedpassion.fi and I'll try to squeeze them in. Thanks for listening.
0: You've been listening to the Motorsport Dream with Christopher Lindeen. Thank you for listening to this episode. To find out more information about the company Speed Passion, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and on our webpage at speedpassion.fi. And also find more information about Racing Time watches on racingtime.se. Follow Christopher and his motorsport journey on Christopher.linding on Instagram and other social media. Make sure you follow and subscribe to the podcast released every fortnight. Till next time, this is the Motorsport for Dream, signing off.